Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. And uh, we hope you're all doing well out there, and we're doing very well. Thank you for asking. I hope yes, you did. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're glad to be back with you guys. Uh, sorry we were off the air. We've been off the air for the last couple of weeks. Uh, family commitments, of course. We all have families out there. Yeah, so uh, yeah. we took a little time off, uh, kind of. Well, we, I think we wanted the entertainment industry to catch up with us. That's right. We've just been blazing through it so quick that we thought, okay, we got to take some time, yes. let some things come out, let them catch up with us, and then we'll get back in there and talk about it. And I think from that right? standpoint, point we made the right decision because a lot has happened since yes. we were last on the air here eric well hey you know what i know one thing that has happened is yes. uh and i know everybody's been waiting for this because yes. i tweeted about it by the way uh for the people out there we do now we are on social media social media Yay, so we have we have broken yes. through we we are on uh twitter so we are doing the tweeting. Yes. Um, you can find us there at... Uh, our, our Twitter handle is at PTI underscore podcast. podcast. And so that's part of the intermission. And then we are also on Facebook. Facebook, that is correct. And you can search for us. Our Facebook uh, account handle is at pardon the intermission. And the one thing I'm really looking forward to, folks, with this Facebook page is that every now and then uh, I will be posting links to some of the stories that Eric and I talk to or yeah. talk about yeah. on the show. So that way you guys have some general reference as to what we're looking at and what we're so excited to talk about. But also, we want to engage with you guys as well, because in addition to giving us ratings when you download the show and listen to us, we want to hear from you guys. So if there's a particular topic that you would like for us to discuss, if there's a TV show or a movie that has inspired you or has encouraged you or has just entertained you the way mm -hmm. so many of these forms of entertainment have with Eric and I, yep. let us know about it. So follow yep. us on Facebook, pardon the intermission and also follow us on Twitter at PTI underscore podcast. You can also uh, put your uh, suggestions in, on the Twitter account as well. But yeah, if there's something you guys want us to talk about, let us know. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your feedback. So when you well, have a chance, make sure you look for us on Facebook. Again, at Pardon the Intermission and on Twitter at PTI underscore podcast. Eric, you were going to say? And, and the good, the, uh, we, we want to hear the good, bad, and the ugly. Like if you guys don't agree, yeah. you guys have different opinions. You guys, and yeah. we're also going to do some polls and stuff. So yep, that, well, you know, we'll, we're going to put some polls and stuff up right. there. So we're going to be very interactive. We will, very interactive. And I'll also post links to some entertainment stories that maybe we don't talk about. Maybe True, we didn't have yeah. time to talk about some of these big uh, burgeoning stories out there that are. Uh, floating around in the digital mondosphere waiting to be discussed. So you can uh, follow us in myriad ways. You can also get some wonderful, great content as well. And also on the Facebook page and maybe on the Twitter account as well, I'll also be posting links to previous shows. So if you happen mm. to miss our one of our shows or any of them, you'll be able to... Uh, it's kind of like accessing an archived audios, audio page. So a lot of great things that we can do with that. But again, we want you guys to follow us, tell your friends about us. And now you can follow us on social media. Just another way to reach out and touch you guys. And the reason I, I also brought that up was because I had... Uh 
uh, tweeted, I guess it's tweeted, I was going to say posted, but tweeted. Uh, tweeted, get it right. <laughs> I tweeted, <laughs> I tweety birded uh, yeah. uh, your uh, preview coming up here of Ant-Man. You actually yes. went and saw Ant-Man Quantumania, yes. or is it, what is it called, Ant-Man and the Wasp Ant-Man Quantumania? Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. You went and yes. saw it, and so I know everybody has been waiting, even people who uh, uh, didn't even know we had Twitter, they still been wa- right? <laughs> they were still waiting for your review. Exactly, two-week drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you went and saw it. yes. I want to hear the good. I want to hear the good and the bad and the ugly from you. What well, did you think? Be, okay, on a scale of one to ten, I give it a five. Whoa! Yes, I yes. Just proof wah, that I don't wah, like every. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Okay, so yes, my wife and I went to see. Um, yeah, hold, hold on here. Let's see. <laughs> there we go. That's what it's that is. That is what we are looking for. Yes. Okay. So yes, I went to go see this with my wife on Tuesday night, where they have yes. five dollar uh, movie nights over at the Maya Cinema. That's awesome. That's when we like to. go Oh, to really? Movies. They have it. Okay. So our local yeah. cinema folks uh, uh, in our Maya area cinema. has the five dollar movie night. That's great to know because uh, I Tuesdays. did not know that on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays, any All movie right. five dollars. Wow. Anyway, let's get to this review. Okay. So That's I, a bigger story, I think. Actually, five dollar movie night. Maybe it is. <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt you. Go we'll ahead. talk about that next time. <laughs> anyway, so yes, my wife and I went to go see this on Tuesday night, and uh, I got to be honest with you, uh, five out of ten. Okay, I, mm. I, I thought this is a movie that really is better off served waiting to be streamed on Disney Plus. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow. So the the visual effects were extremely heavy in this, uh, extremely heavy, which you imagine they would be because not only is it a Marvel movie, it's a science fiction movie, but it takes place in the quantum realm. Yes, the multiverse. In the multiverse. There's a lot of stuff going on in the quantum realm. Yeah. But even for this type of film, Eric, I just thought the story was really uh, burdened uh, with a lot of mundane plot twists that were just kind of hard to make sense of. Mm. And I thought to some extent the the directors were trying to let the effects tell the story and not let the story tell the story. Uh. So basically, for those of you who don't know yet, the movie centers around Paul Rudd's character, Scott Lang, a.k.a. Um, uh, Ant-Man, and then Evangeline Lilly, who plays the Wasp. They and Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas's characters, Hank and Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, uh, get swooped down into the quantum realm by a piece of technology that Scott Lang's daughter Cassie uh, made in order to basically make contact with people that may live down in the quantum realm. And so they get sucked into the quantum realm through this piece of technology. Mm. And they all get separated. So uh, Hank and Janet get separated, Scott and uh, Cassie and... Oh, did we say there's maybe some spoilers in this? There are some spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Close your ears, (laughs) run out earmuffs, folks. But at at any rate, what happens is uh, they obviously are trying to find their way out of the quantum realm. But in... In their attempt to find their way out of the quantum realm, they run they run into the next big Marvel badass. His name is Kang the Conqueror, and which he was introduced in Loki. He was introduced in Loki. That yes. is correct, and he is another major popular Marvel villain. He makes mm. he makes Thanos look like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that comparison makes absolutely no sense. I don't know why I just made uh, it. let's see what would be but a better one. He makes probably the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, there you go. That's best. So at any rate, uh, yeah. they run into Kang the Conqueror, and okay. so their goal is just to try and get out of the quantum realm, and also at the same time defeat Kang. Now, because it deals with the multiverse and the quantum realm, there are a lot of intertwining plot twists that I could talk about, but I won't because it will leave everybody kind of muddled down. You'll Mm. have to go see it to make that judgment for yourself. But I will say, I did like the cameo by Bill Murray. 
Bill, oh, really? Bill Murray, as in Bill Murray from Ghostbusters, Bill Murray from yeah, Royal yeah. Tenenbaums, the Bill Murray from Groundhog Day, makes a cameo appearance in this movie. So he does get his 20 minutes of Marvel fame. Interesting. And he plays a uh, he plays kind of a, uh, not a, not a bad guy, but kind of a guy who knew uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character when she was initially stuck down in the quantum realm. Oh, and I so, kind of heard about this. Okay, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So if you recall. Uh, so did the, they spend some time together? Yes, they did. So, is there like this little uh, uh, jealousy uh, plot between uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, uh, what's uh, what's his face, Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas. Yeah. Uh, for a brief minute, you kind of okay. get this little sense that Michael Douglas's character Hank Pym was like, "Really? How do you know this guy, Janet?" Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. just like they didn't really develop much of a jealousy oh, okay, story arc okay. there, so it was hard. I mean, to was get there into some it. laughs at least? Was it? There were some laughs. Okay, yeah, okay. definitely some laughs. But like I said, Eric, this movie just had a lot of effects. Some bad mm. effects, I felt. Here and there, you had a character that looked like a stalk of broccoli. Uh, you had a character who had a big oh laser gosh. cannon for a face. And so uh, th- this to me was just, again, a movie that I'm glad I paid just $5 to see it. Because wow. I came out and joined. I had a fun time. But again, it's one that could better be served, possibly waiting to stream on Disney+. Plus. Wow. So wow. Ant-Man and the, and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Five out of ten. That's my rating. Wow, that really—that's uh, disappointing. I know. I'm sorry. Well, and I you was know, so looking forward to that. Well, one and I, I was looking here on Rotten Tomatoes, and they had uh, the Tomato Meter had it scored at 47 percent. Uh, oh. Had an audience <clears throat> score of 83 percent. Okay. Which I'm not really sure. Is that? Would you consider that good? I guess I, I right? would. I, I would. Yeah. And here's why: because there are some really good fun parts in the movie. Mm. There are. There are some fun parts. Uh, especially uh, the last um, 15 to 20 minutes of the movie are really fun. Mm. Um, but again, I, I, and I can see where that 83% uh, fan poll from Rotten Tomatoes would come in. But uh, I just, uh, from the critics, I see what the critics are, are bickering about because it just felt like, a, a, again, a movie that was just muddled down by, the, by a bad plot in a story. And again, just way, way, way too many effects. Did, did, you, did you feel like they had to, um, you know, they're, they're trying to explain too much now. Do, they, do you think they're, they're trying to tie in too much? See, that's, that's what I was worried about yes. now that they're getting to a point with, uh, yes. with Marvel and you're saying this is phase five, right? Yes. They're, it sounds like they're just trying to, because, especially with the multiverse, they're trying yep. to tie in too much stuff going on and, and yep. it's a mess. The sounds mul- like it's a mess. Yeah, the multiverse, at least from the comic book standpoint, involves a lot. It involves a lot of Marvel characters not just the Avengers, but also the X-Men. And uh, again, this is from the comics, but how this relates to the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that obviously this is what Marvel is now focusing on is the multiverse. And so previous projects that we've seen come out before, like, for example, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, the TV streaming series like yeah. Loki and mm-hmm. uh, Vision and... Um, WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision, thank you very yeah. much. Uh, they're all part of that really uh, constant moving pretzel. I refer to the multiverse as a constant moving pretzel. A pretzel has many twists and many angles. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the multiverse is. And so it is ver- for those who are just novices of the MCU, Eric, or those who are just very, um, very uh, just not knowledgeable about the MCU, this is going to be a very difficult phase of the MCU for them to latch onto because there's just so much you have to keep track of. Yeah. And it's hard to keep track of it because, again, it has so many moving parts. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, another thing, too, is there, there was an article here that I had read. You know, I, in, in reading a lot of this, I have not seen it myself, but in reading uh, it, there are a lot of people that were very disappointed with the movie. And, uh, 
in Vulture here, they were they had an article. It was kind of interesting. One thing you brought up uh, talking about he- uh, heavy it was it re- a story. Sorry, the story related heavily on the special effects. Yeah, and uh, in this article, they talk about how that the special effects artist uh, they're actually they they were just they were basically ran into the ground. And and the reason was too is because at the same time there was a lot of these guys who were pulled off of this project, Quantumania, and put on. Uh, Wakanda forever hmm. to try to get that done and to make that look really well, okay. and that these guys were—I mean, there there were some. It says some uh, uh, some of the very uh, uh, VFX uh, technicians and artists who created the sequence he's talking about in Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spoke on a condition of autonomy. This is from the article in Vulture for yeah. fear of professional retaliation, but they agreed that the film CGI quality measures were subpar huh did you feel that way did you feel that the it just didn't really have a good look to it they were saying that some of the scenes felt kind of unfinished or they just didn't really they weren't crisp but they were just kind of thrown together yeah I, i i would agree with that statement there were definitely several there were definitely several scenes in the movie where you could clearly tell that okay this is not a really well done cgi character Especially during the last 20 minutes where there's a big battle that takes place between Kang's forces and uh, all of these groups of freedom fighters that exist down in the quantum realm that Ant-Man and the Wasp recruit to bring down Kang. Mm. You could clearly tell that some of the CGI characters (laughs) were definitely CGI characters. Okay. You know, they didn't look as real as we've seen CGI characters look in previous special effects laden movies where the CGI was impeccable mm. and you couldn't tell the difference between a real human and a digitally a digitally created human. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> to go on here too, uh, I'll just kind of finish this out real quick. They said that uh, um, two or three, two of the three that were interviewed admitted that yeah. there were shortcuts that were taken by the, uh, uh, and said that critical resources were diverted away to Black Panther, like I said, Wakanda yeah. Forever. Um which was in post-production, the same time that Quantumania was. Hmm. Uh, several of the same effects houses worked on both films, creating competition <clears throat> for the highly skilled you know, VFX uh, yeah. workers here, it says. Sure. So yeah, so it, it kind of seems, and I think that's what's happening too. We talked a lot about Disney streaming um, and some of the silliness that goes on, like you know, <laughs> some of the right? sets and stuff that just look silly. And you wonder why. And this, I think this is this is actually turning into a huge, huge problem. Is mm-hmm. they just don't have enough people to fill these positions and to do all this special effects, um, you know, and and CGI anymore for these TV shows and the mm-hmm. films at the same time. I mean, you got to figure before they would work on one. I mean, they may work constantly, but they were working pretty much on one film at a time, right? right. Yeah. And now they're <laughs> working on these multiple films, and uh, so I think this is the problem they're running into. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting you you brought that up because it kind yeah. of led right into this uh, this article. Okay, so I, I, you know, I wonder if the pandemic had anything to do with that because you know when the pandemic shut everybody down, including uh, Hollywood, uh, I wonder if a number of studios had to lay off all of these uh, all of these crew members and VFX members. Mm. And so I wonder if maybe I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but I wonder if maybe not having the right people in those VFX positions factored into it. It doesn't say in the article. I'm just uh, I'm just throwing out a, a theory here that just happens to fit the facts. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, that, again, that's just a theory I don't know, so uh, I can't attest to that. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Hey, um, let's, uh, let's move on here. I wanted to uh, uh, hit another story. Um, yeah. I thought I had – oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, it was very interesting. Now, I know I, I, I want to hit on this quickly. We, we're coming up against the uh, Academy Awards, uh-huh. right? 
Yeah. And there was a story in Vanity Fair that I found. I thought it was kind of funny. And it, sure. it, the title of this says, The Academy hired a crisis team to stop Oscar slaps in their tracks. <laughs> Whoa, you sold that really well, by thank the way. Thank you, thank you. Well, I, I love I love how I love how they do all the little rhyming stuff, right? I know, right? But that's uh, good. Yeah, but no, this is a real deal. So they actually have a, a team. Now the Academy CEO Bill Kramer in this interview has said mm-hmm. that uh, we have a whole crisis team, uh, something we've never had before, and many plans in place uh-huh. uh we've run many scenarios this is funny we've run many scenarios he says uh-huh. so it is our hope that we'll be prepared for anything that uh we may not anticipate <laughs> right now but that we're planning for just in case it does happen okay what okay. the heck this uh, is what's going on here this is crazy you know i do understand why they're doing it they had a lot of listen when when that when we had the slap <laughs> heard around the world i mean they had right. a lot of complaints and you know they probably actually gained a lot of viewers in all honesty but yeah you know um they uh they might have lost some too i don't know but well, you know we thought it, we thought that was a gimmick at first Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't a, think it was a real. Well rehearsed gimmick. Yeah. Until yeah. Will Smith started dropping F bombs on national you know, TV. And it was crazy because and... we had just as a matter of fact, yeah, I, I had <laughs> I, I was sitting there, I, I was kinda in and out of the Oscars. I wasn't really paying much attention to it. Yeah. I had just come in when that happened. Like literally I just came in and right. I saw that happen and I was like, Wait, what? Is that that's not real? I thought that's that's some kind of gimmick, right? That's some kind of they're doing some some performance, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so I I don't know if the article I'm here skimming the article right now, yeah. Eric, but I just what what cracks me up and what what has reached out and grabbed me is he says, okay, Bill Kramer said we have practiced many scenarios. Yeah, that's yeah. You and I can only imagine what type of scenarios they practice for. Well, yeah, I'm like I'm like, like thinking, okay, did they, did how, they how did they pull this off? I like mean, like are they what if a plane crashes right in the Oscars? Right, did they right. practice that right. scenario? Exactly. You know, maybe what a if, UFO. We have UFO. A balloon. A balloon. A balloon comes right down. A Chinese. Spy balloon, <laughs> or even worse, what if an ice cream truck drives through the Kodak yeah. Theater, and you yeah. know an ice cream truck goes on stage and runs over uh, Meryl Streep while she's presenting the Best Actress? Or speaking of ice cream, what if what if like Sideshow Bob from uh, the Simpsons, the Simpsons comes in, like comes to life, comes out of the car? Do they practice that scenario? Oh, it's an alien with a board, an alien with a board. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was very funny the way he put that too. That right? we practice many scenarios. We yeah, can yeah. only speculate. So anyway, yeah. So if you guys are worried out there about the Academy Awards this year, don't be because the they have taken every uh, every step imaginable to make sure that everything goes off without a hitch. Sounds like it. Which is going to be boring. Which will be boring. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? To me, Eric, this is just kind of a testament as to how far the Academy Awards presentation has fallen. Mm. Like it, they have really stooped to new levels here in terms of needing a crisis team to prevent crises from happening. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, why don't you guys quit worrying? I know this is extremely naive and extremely gullible to an extent, but quit worrying about TV ratings. You know, here's the problem. Go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was, I was that, sure. That's quite all right. Thank you. Quit worrying about TV ratings. Yeah. Get back to quality. Host people that are going to take the damn thing seriously and quit hiring stand-up comedians to host the damn show. <laughs> 
that's well, part of this problem. And and here here's the other part of the problem. I was going to say, you know, if they yeah. would have like just what you said about the the quality and and the uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know as far as the event being being as spectacular and and you know top of the um, what acting hill, right? I mean, that's that's the pinnacle. Yeah, right? and we the know it's Hollywood. of of Hollywood here. Yeah. Is this, yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. If they would have taken steps, and if they would have, I think personally, my opinion, if they would have uh, punished people immediately and not done this nonsensical mm-hmm. thing yeah that you know that that's then i think people would think twice about running up on stage and doing things but unfortunately yeah. no they kind of let the drama and this nonsense go on yeah you know which and <clears throat> nobody you know i mean who really got punished for what happened i mean you know you had people that apologized punished themselves you know did this or did that but yeah. you know other than that i mean so i think if they would have taken steps because it doesn't seem like they take themselves seriously when they don't do that. Good point. That's you a know? very good point. So yeah. yeah. So uh, th- this is just uh, this is kind of like a band aid on a I don't know on what. a knife wound <laughs> on yeah. a gunshot on a gunshot right? wound right. Well, <laughs> hey, look, gunshot wounds. Look, so. if this if this is the uh, if this is the Oscars way, if this is the Oscar the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences way of basically putting every uh, attendee and uh, award recipient and uh, nominee on the honor faith here, on the honor system, so be it. Then this must be the only way they can do that yeah. to prevent, to ensure that nothing like what happened last year happens again this year or in subsequent years. Well, um, and speaking of uh, taking people seriously, uh, we've got another story here. You, you yes. can bring us up to speed on this one about yes. uh, Ben Stiller. Yes. Okay. All right, folks. So a long time ago, there was this movie that came out. And I say a long time ago loosely because... I think it was in uh, 2008. 2008. It? Yeah. So this movie came out back in 2008 called Tropic Thunder. It was directed by Ben Stiller. He also starred in it. And it's basically about a group of actors who go to make uh, their... A, a war movie. A it's war like a, movie, essentially. Like a Vietnam type movie. A Vietnam type movie. Yes, but what what has kind of Spo- spoiler alert? Spo- spoiler alert here. If you haven't seen Tropic Thunder by now, oh by the way, you need to see it. If not for anything other than Tom Cruise's uh, epic cameo, Oscar winning performance, Oscar winning best supporting actor, Len Gross, Lex Grossman. Tom Cruise plays Lex Grossman. Who says my favorite line in the whole movie? He says, "Seriously, a nutless monkey could do your job." <laughs> and then the guy he says it to starts laughing. He says, "No, seriously, a nutless monkey could do your job." Oh man! I want you to punch that guy in the face. <laughs> seriously, one of Tom Cruise's best roles. But that's yeah. not what I'm getting to. What I'm getting to here is so the movie stars Ben Stiller, Nick Nolte, Robert Downey Jr., and it also stars Jack Black. What has really spawned a lot of controversy with this movie recently is that Robert Downey. Uh, in the movie, uh, we know Robert Downey is as white as Eric and I. In the movie, he was cast as an actor who was cast as a black man. And, of course, he wore blackface. Well, I was perusing through my uh, my uh, weekly trove of entertainment websites, and I found on this site called WeGotThisCovered.com about how Stiller apparently is uh, re- receiving a barrage of uh, negative comments from people who want him to apologize for Tropic Thunder uh, for allegedly, no, not allegedly, but for having Robert Downey Jr. cast as a man uh, wearing blackface. And so um, this basically has opened up again another can of worms in regards to this kind of society that we live in where everything has to be politically mm-hmm. correct. Now, yeah. look, I will say that I'll be honest here and forthright about something, Eric. I don't necessarily agree with blackface myself either. And I understand why it is considered offensive. But with that being said, I'm going to defend Ben Stiller's stance to not 
apologize for this movie. And by the way, Robert Downey Jr.'s character in that movie is called Kirk Lazarus. And yeah. so, uh, well, and, and here's here's some yes. points on that. Now, mm-hmm. now in the movie, um, it's he's not really playing blackface. What he's doing right. is that he's playing he's playing a part of an actor who is Who's, so method that yep. it had surgery. <clears throat> yep. Uh, to basically make himself, you know, uh, a different color to play that part because yes. the, the part called for and, you know, and I think an African-American or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that w- but that was the joke of it, that this guy would go that far. He's so method that yes. he would do it. Right. Yep. And, and, that, and that's what that's what was the whole funny thing is that, you know, the, the one guy that he believes himself to be. And here, here's here's what's mm-hmm. strange is that we live in a society now where people do say I'm something other than what, you know. So I don't know, is it really that far off to be honest? I, and no. and here and here's the other thing too. Um yes. what why this kind of got brought up was uh I guess in 2020 uh, it says in the article here that on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr had kind of, you know, hinted to the fact that he shouldn't have done it basically. So he basically right. apologized, right. which I I don't think he should have. Mm-hmm. my opinion but he apologized for this role sure and then that now that is kind of leading into you know well he did that and that opens the door now mm-hmm. people were on ben's case yeah um and so they started saying well you know now now ben should should apologize for this film but you know what i like is uh he tweeted out ben stiller he says here um i make no apologies for tropic thunder don't know who told you that because somebody mm-hmm. said that um that he heard right. that Ben Stiller had apologized for it. And he says, I don't right. know who told you that. And he's just tweeting it out. Yeah. It's always been a controversial movie since we opened it. Proud of it and work everyone did on it. And I think that's great. Listen, it was a comedy. It was set in the time that it was set. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very, it's a very funny movie. It's still a very funny movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and here's the other, other point too. You know, somebody brought up in this article, well, you know, now the Waynans brothers played two white chicks. Right. I was just going to mention that. So, you know, at the same time, you know, if people want to be upset about Robert Downey Jr. doing that. Then, you know, it, it does go both ways. And, you know, it and should. I understand all this cultural sensitivity stuff. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, listen, this is a movie from 2008. Things were made when they were made, you know. Exactly. And you can't keep going back and, and trying to change history and make people, re- you know, feel sorry for things like this for making a movie. Or pretend like it didn't exist. Yeah, or pretend like yeah. it doesn't exist. In fact, I, I'm glad you mentioned the movie White Chicks because there was a guy, a singer by the name of Benny S., who happens to be a black man, who went and actually defended Robert Downey Jr. or mm. um, Ben Stiller for not apologizing for making this film. And on his Twitter account, Benny S., this african-american singer says and i quote from his twitter account folks please stop apologizing for doing this movie it was and still is funny af i'm sure you know what af stands for Mm. even funnier now with cancel culture the way it is it's a movie y'all can just get over it i was dying laughing when i first saw it back in the day and so was everyone else (laughs) and that leads into um, what you just said about white chicks, because Benny S. mentioned that when the Wayans brothers did white chicks, they dressed up as white women. But was there a big stink made about that? Yeah, none. Now that is that the fault of white people for not making a big stink about it? Maybe it is. But the point I'm trying to make here is that Benny S. is basically taking what Benny S. is doing is basically saying, look, 
you, you can't have it both ways here. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to be scrutinizing one guy for a movie he did, then why don't you scrutinize these other people, i.e., the Wayans brothers, for dressing up as white people? Yeah. You yeah. know, and that and that I get where he's going with that. And but again, look, I understand why blackface is considered rude and uh, why why it's considered disgraceful. I really do. But I am not going to bash. Ben Stiller, I pl- applaud him for standing up for his product and saying, "Look, this movie was not made in any way to offend black people." Well, and not only that, but you know, let, let's just say too, the movie was also there. There was a part in it where um, they were talking about playing the part of a person who's handicapped. Remember that? I remember that. And so yes. they also brought up the fact that you know, well, you know, it was insensitive to do that. So it's not yeah. only it was not only you know a cultural thing. It's also something where a person was, and but that's I mean, it 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 was a comedy of its day, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time, you know, it, is it. This is the thing. Is this the, 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 the woke mob that's just coming after? And how many people are involved in this? Is it, if it's just like, you know, sometimes it's just one person that's crying about things yeah. that that everybody, you know, jumps to apologize to this one person. I mean, so it depends on who's exactly. And like you're right. saying, you have people. And, you know, you have another one here, Empress Isha, uh, mm-hmm. January 2. And, and she sits here and she says, well, guess what? I'm going to go. And, and she looks like a, a, a African-American uh, mm-hmm. lady. And she's okay. saying sure. in, in her profile picture from Twitter and she's saying I'm going to watch one of my favorite movies Tropic Thunder so obviously she loves the movie yeah and you know so I mean I think a lot of people do I think there's a few that that are upset about it but you know Dewey I, I like how Ben Stiller said you know hey listen we're not I'm not going to bow down I mean I'm right you know it's a movie I'm proud of it I'm proud of people that worked on it we did it you know and yeah and that's that you know yeah and, and didn't apologize for and it. good for him good for him for standing up and just to answer your question Eric I think what this just revolves around is this movie's just rubbing a few people the wrong way all right other than seeing this on this website called uh gotthiscovered.com we got this covered.com i haven't seen this splashed over fox news i haven't seen it splashed on tmz so what yeah. this just tells me this is just a few people looking to kick some dirt in ben stiller's face and he's basically telling them get a life and get over it well and, and at the same time i will say too that you know I, I think i think the public i think the general public in my opinion is just getting kind of tired of all this nonsense oh, of, we are let's go back now and yeah. and and yeah. with a microscope pick through every scene yeah. of every movie and try to make somebody <laughs> apologize for every little thing yep. you know and and i think I think the 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 public has just had it with it, to be honest, you know, because it it takes everything that that you yeah. maybe have have loved for whatever reason, just because it was you know a harmless comedy, yeah, you know, and it was what it was, you know, and 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 it takes it now, and and you're and you're trying to to trash it, right? Yep. So I, I think the and I think the public's tired of being told that too. So yeah, just yeah. slightly. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, anyway, hey guys, Whoa, that's our cue. That is all the time we do have for today. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, please uh, like, review the show for us. It always helps us out. And don't forget, you can now follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at PTI underscore uh, podcast and on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. All right. Hey, everyone. Take care out there. We'll catch you on the next one. God bless. See you on the flip side. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.